0: it's game time people welcome back to halftime happy hour where i remind you that sports are a lot more than just winning and losing it's about the stories the athletes from all levels carry with them it's been over a month since my last podcast i mean it's been a hell of a month with football and basketball another trip around the sun cheers to 25 and everything else that's been happening in the world i took some much needed time to myself where I was able to reflect on a lot of things happening around the world and tried so very hard to understand the nightmare that happened in Vegas on October 1st and just recently in New York and Texas. I want this podcast to only radiate happy and positive vibes, but sometimes the world is too cruel. I needed to take some time to myself, surround myself with things that made me smile. I should have dove straight into the podcast, but since I'm still learning this whole thing, I didn't know if I could make it through. But then I took the time to remind myself that in today's world, we all have to be the light. No matter how hard it is or how dark it gets, we have to be the light. This podcast is meant to spread joy, positivity, and happiness, but it would be wrong to brush over the tragedy that has happened. What happened in Las Vegas, New York, and in Texas is unimaginable. It's an unimaginable reality. It's terrifying. It's heart-wrenching. But it is real. We now know the facts, most of them at least, and the answers to the questions are starting to be reached. But I want to take this time to remind the people that there is still magic out there. There's magic in music, in the words written in, to accompany the melodies, that always take us back to our happy places. The magic is in the people around us, especially the strangers who become rescue workers in the wake of evil. So many citizens turned into heroes as they rescued fellow concert goers in Vegas. They put the wounded in the back of their pickup trucks, they shielded those around them, and they went back into the line of fire to pull more people out. In times like this, look for the helpers. There are always helpers. It tears apart my soul, but these events will not tear us apart. Please do whatever you can to always help those in need, but most importantly, be the light the world needs right now. As MLK, a man very knowledgeable once about change once said, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. So be the light. Spread the love, my friends. Our friends and families have experienced a lot of heartbreak recently, from hurricanes to earthquakes, floods, fires, mass shootings. Our hearts are aching. Our strength has been tested. But there are still so many good people out there who are doing so many good things. I urge you to find something that makes your heart sing, your skin tingle, and your love flourish, and hold on to it. Find your happy hour this week. Sending love, support, and everything else to all today, tomorrow, and forever to everyone who ever needs it. With that being said, let's get into the stories since the beginning of October that have brought joy to all of us. This podcast comes directly after Iowa put a beat down on Ohio State. In case you live under a rock, this is a huge news. Iowa not only beat the Buckeyes, they destroyed them 55 to 24. Iowa's quarterback Nate Stanley was the magic man, and defensive back Josh Jackson was a criminal, stealing three passes and making an entire stadium's jaw drop with that one-handed interception. I was 10 feet away on the sideline as that was happening, and I kid you not, it brought tears to my eyes. Sometimes when you just see that wave of athleticism right before your eyes, it hits you in the feels. But it wasn't the upset. It wasn't the underdog blowing up the top dog. There was something else that was magic in Kinnick that night. The wave, which has brought, which has made headlines all over the world. It's something that the Hawkeyes finally participated in, along with the entire, entire Ohio State team and coaching staff. I wish I could buy a ticket for every single human to come and witness and be a part of the experience because it's so beyond moving. You can feel the magic and the hope it sends right up to the kids in the hospital. It makes you so proud to be a Hawkeye, to witness it, to participate, And then to watch every other team that walks into Canuck Stadium want to participate in it. It is so moving and it makes me so proud to be a Hawkeye. So go, Hawks! Beat Wisconsin this week. All right, let's get into it. We have the heavy hitters of the month. Um, like I said, this is a month in the making, so I started writing this a long time ago, but these stories still deserve uh, all the credit. So our heavy hitters, uh, we have two of them this week. Deshaun Watson, uh, who actually just tore his ACL in practice the other day, so ha- I'm sending all my good vibes and well wishes to a speedy recovery for him. Um, Deshaun Watson, Houston Texas qu- Texans quarterback, is donating his first NFL paycheck back to three NRG Stadium cafeteria workers affected by Hurricane Harvey. Each worker was handed a check wrapped in a ribbon from Watson and himself as he thanked them and said, For what you all do for us every day and never complain, I really appreciate you all. So I wanted to give my first game check to y'all to help y'all out in some type of way. Hopefully that's good and that you can get back on your feet. And anything else y'all need, I'm always here to help. The rookie quarterback doesn't make millions. He makes a lot more than some people, but the fact that he went out of his way to show appreciation and help means so much more than any amount of money. Watson knows firsthand how much the kindness of strangers means. When he was younger, his family was a recipient of a house built by Habitat for Humanity. Some few years later, Watson was able to pay it forward and then some. Uh, here's to a quick, quick recovery, Deshaun. I know an ACL, t- an ACL injury is not easy to come back from, but you have the heart, you have the grit. You, you will be back soon enough, my friend. Keep it up. Uh, similarly, Chris Long, Philadelphia Eagles defensive end, is donating his first six game checks to fund Charlottesville scholarships. His hometown of Charlottesville, Virginia, was recently thrown into the spotlight when white supremacists took over the streets in protest and violence erupted. Long wanted to help. So his donation, the Chris Long Scholarships, will promote equality through education and provide two members from the Boys and Girls Club of Central Virginia with a seven-year page education to his alma mater, St. Anne Belfield School. That is awesome. First of all, the fact that he's donating his own personal money, much like Deshaun, back to the community, back to the people who need it, back to those in in dire need of of any help, of, of any hope, of any anything it means a lot to his community to him and his foundation too so that's awesome chris keep that up Uh, our next segment we have girl power 13 year old lily rice has a condition called hereditary spastic paraplegia it causes muscle weakness and reduced range of movement in her lower body She often uses a wheelchair, but has a special one when she's at the skate park. In February, she received a WCMX chair from the sports current champ, Wheels. Um, In February, she became the second female worldwide to land a wheelchair backflip. So this chick is doing stuff in a wheelchair that I could never dream about doing on a skateboard. Landing a backchair in backflip in a wheelchair. Holy cow, I cannot imagine the adrenaline rush that you would have. For the past seven months, Lily has been shredding it at skate parks. Now she's raising funds to compete at the wheelchair motocross championships. A quote from Lily, I want to show others that you can do anything you want to. Oh, heck yeah, girl. Never let anything stop you or get in your way. Uh, Field of Dreams comes from a local kid, uh, Carson Thomas. KCRG-TV9 News, Honorary Athlete of the Week. From Washington, Iowa, Carson is a senior born with DeGeorge Syndrome, something that affected his lungs, breathing, development, and immune system. He was also born with Gordon Syndrome, a rare genetic disorder that is often characterized by cleft palate, club feet, and other physical abnormalities. Carson's been a huge football fan since he was a kid captain for Iowa football in 2013. If you know me at all, you know how much these kid captains mean to me and how much this program impacts every single person that walks into Kinnick Stadium, the families that are in the hospital. It is my favorite program in the world. Anyway, so ever since he was the kid captain in 2013, he's made such strides since he was born, beating most of the odds associated with his diseases. Despite beating the odds, he's never had the opportunity to play the sport he loves so dearly, football. And that was until last week when his best friend, Ryan Rieger, star player for the Washington High School, decided to change that. All week, the team worked hard on a play that would revolve around Carson having the opportunity to carry the ball during a game to the end zone. Surrounded by his teammates in the end zone, Carson got to experience his dream. He even wrote down his own ending as he spiked the ball in the end zone. Head coach Garrison Carter said they practiced that play all week and never saw the spike. Looks like Carson had a few tricks up his sleeve. To top it all off, he was just voted by his classmates as the Washington High School homecoming king. His parents say he's still parading around the house with his crown. Carson never misses a practice, and his positive energy and smile reminds us all to always keep life in perspective and always keep the glass half full. This segment's called Joy Jocks. At Penn State, there is an incredible program called LifeLink, which helps special education students engage in academic programs. Casey Hay, a volunteer with the program, met her friend, Zach, while, talking, while taking a fitness class walking course. It didn't take long for Casey to realize how much Zach loved all the student-athletes at Penn State, especially the football players. While the two would walk to class, Zach would make sure to say hi to each player he saw. A few weeks ago, Zach said hi to Torrance Brown, a football player who stopped to give Zach a big handshake. Ever since that encounter, Torrance has made sure that if he saw Zach, he stopped to talk to him. Recently, Torrance suffered a pretty bad knee injury during a game, leaving him scooter-bound for the time being. Zach didn't like seeing his friend all banged up, so with the help of Casey and her mother's cooking skills, he decided he wanted to give him a get-well-soon gift. Of cookies, of course. Casey said Zach was so excited to give Torrance his cookies and his note that when he saw him, he ran right up to him with a huge smile. The reaction, according to Casey, was priceless. Torrance loved it. He stood up off his scooter to give Zach a huge hug and to thank him. Torrance later tweeted that the cookies did their job, and he's feeling better already. My favorite part of the story is that Casey had to say, "Is what Casey had to say about Zach. That is, clearly, this wasn't done for attention. Because helping his friends is Zach's everyday personality. He is such a sweetheart and would do anything for anybody. This is one of those stories where you're not sure who's inspiring who. And those are my favorite. It's kind of like with the football players down on the field when they're waving up at the kids in the hospital. Are the football players inspiring the kids? Or are the kids inspiring the football players? You never know, and I almost don't want to know. Light the lamp. Literally, this is an interesting segment. P.J. Fleck, head coach for the Minnesota Golfers, lights a candle each morning and doesn't put it out until the end of the day. You have to be everybody else's light, Fleck says. His team practices in the morning, not because it will get them physically awake, but because he likes to teach them life lessons that will help them throughout the day, that will help them respond to whatever comes to them. Watching his BTN, the journey video, Fleck has a lot of energy, drive, and clearly he has passion for what he's doing. He's doing what he loves, and it shows. He excites his team, he jumps around, and he encourages them, and he expects no less from his team. Watching Fleck live on the sidelines a couple weeks ago, all of this energy, it's not a show. He stands on the sidelines, and you can just see him. His The gears are turning in his head. He's pacing. He's jumping. He is... The opposite of Coach Ference. <laughs> Sometimes you'll get a little bit of a reaction out of Ference, but Fleck is high energy all the time. And my whole thing at the beginning of this podcast was that we need to remind ourselves to be the light in the world, and we need to remind ourselves that people will come around and try to put out your light. they'll try to dim you, they'll try to put you away. But don't let anybody blow out your candle. Like P.J. Fleck says, you have to be everybody else's light. Inspire people teach them lessons, you know, encourage them to get through the day and, and handle whatever comes after them. Um, hometown heroes, the Houston Astros, taking the World Series all the way to Game 7. Both teams, the Astros and the Dodgers, shattering the record for the most home runs in any series. It was the Astros that brought home the debacle to into their city though. For the first time in franchise history, nonetheless. It's special when any team wins a World Series, but this year, for Houston, it's something else. Nine weeks ago, as I'm sure we're all aware, Hurricane Harvey devastated Houston. The destruction and debris still left behind were surpassed by the euphoria the city experienced on Wednesday night. For a fleeting moment, the worries fell to the wayside and the city came together to dance in joy and celebration. Every city wants a World Series victory. Houston, post-Harvey, needed one. This season was a way for the people of Houston to escape their devastating realities and to use the sport as a large-scale therapy. Just like the Yankees reached the World Series just weeks after 9-11, the city came together again. Sports are able to capture the resilience of its people. Sports have their good days, their bad days. There's no avoiding it. You're really good one game, you fall flat the next but you have to pick yourself up and play again. You can't just stay down and defeated. You have to keep going, just like the people of Houston. They lost everything. Houses flooded, families, family heirlooms lost, everything lost, but you can't just sit there and wallow. You have to get back up, pick yourself up, and and move on and create something new. It is so inspiring to see a team rally around its people like that and, and dig deep and not only win the first franchise World Series, but to do it for its people, for the people to look up to something that's so much bigger than themselves and, and realize that they're not alone. Everyone who's a Houston Astros fan, everyone in the Houston area, they needed this so much. That's not a joke. Uh, I tremendous respect for that team and, and what they did for their city. Uh, actually, and on their team, we have the Comeback Kids segment of Evan Gaddis. Astro's catcher went from homeless to a World Series champ. Crippled by anxiety and substance abuse, the promising young athlete gave up up his spot on the Texas A&M team and checked himself into rehab. He was lost, jumping from random jobs all over the U.S., where he eventually found himself broke and begging for food in New York City. Eventually, he got into a car and drove himself to California in hopes to find a spiritual advisor and himself. His family doesn't know exactly what he was looking for all they know is that he found it. He was ready to play baseball again. It didn't take long for him to prove himself still valuable and after a stint in the minor leagues, he was drafted by the Braves in 2010. In 2013, he told USA Today about how he nearly ended his life in 2007. After being double depressed with clinical depression and anxiety, all he could think about was killing himself for a long time. It was his anger and depression that held him hostage, not substance abuse. After a spiritual trip, Gattis is right where he belongs, a World Series champ in Houston, Texas. That, If that's not a comeback story, I don't know what one is. He took it upon himself to realize that he needed help, and he needed to find that help himself. He took a break. He focused on his mental health. He focused on his spirituality. He went away and did everything he needed to do to come back to be who he is today. Evan Gaddis, my hat is off to you. Congratulations. You know, wear that ring with pride, my friend. This story actually uh, brought me to a lot of tears at my desk when I saw it. Uh, This is my playmaker, Carson Wentz and the Dutch Destroyer. Lucas Custers was born and raised to love one team and one team only, the Philadelphia Eagles. He was a tough-as-nails 8-year-old kid, hurtling through the football field. Nothing got in his way. It's where he earned his nickname, the Dutch Destroyer. But suddenly something went wrong. There was a tumor in his abdomen, sitting inside the lining of his stomach. After a year of radiation and chemo, Lucas turned to his team for inspiration. The Eagles were his heart and soul, and Carson Wentz, a promising young quarterback, was Lucas's inspiration to drive to get himself back to the field. In March 2017, after his last round of chemo, Lucas returned home. But by April, scans showed that there was another tumor. The cancer is back. The doctor said he's not likely to survive this one. And Lucas decided to take fate into his own hands, and he wasn't going to let cancer hold him back anymore. After his return to the hospital, a worker told the Eagles about Lucas's story, and a day later, Lucas had a message waiting for him. Carson once made a video wishing him the best, hoping to get well soon, and that he's sending all of his good vibes his way. It brought tears to Lucas's eyes. Soon after the message, Make a Wish was pro- Make a Wish approached him, and without hesitation, Lucas's request was that he wanted to thank Carson, not that he wanted to meet him. That he just wanted to thank him for his kind message. On May thirtieth, his wish came true. Lucas got to meet Carson in the stadium, where Wentz made a smoothie for him in the weight room, watched videos, and hung out with other players. At the end of the day. Lucas wanted to give him one of his Dutch Destroyer bracelets, his way of saying thank you. A short visit turned into hours, and visits from multiple teammates, hugs, and good luck rubs on his bald head. Less than two weeks later, Lucas passed away at ten years old. He was buried in Wentz's jersey, a tribute Wentz couldn't even hear without being brought to emotion. He said it's so much deeper than football. It's so much more than just a game. Wentz still wears, every single game, his Dutch destroyer bracelet. It's stories like this that hit me right in my heart. Sports are a platform for hope, resiliency, and inspiration to anyone at any age. Rest easy, Lucas. My role model segment. Uh, if you know me at all, I'm always dancing. In between sets and a workout, on a treadmill, on the sidelines of football games. Anywhere I'm not supposed to be dancing, I'm dancing. Sometimes you, get, you just can't stop the beat. Carl Tubbs of Des Moines, Iowa, knows that feeling and took up Irish dancing as a hobby. Turns out he's pretty darn good. But the bullies in his school won't stop giving him a hard time and saying dancing is for girls. His mom says he is teased mercilessly. In an effort to combat the bully problem, Carl's mom reached out to NFL star Alex Collins of the Baltimore Ravens via Twitter. Turns out that he, too, is a fan of the famous Irish jig. Since Irish dancing is known for its quick movements, Foot-focused style and utter speed. Collins says it helps him stay light on his feet while simultaneously avoiding crushing blows from opposing linebackers. Like any mom, Joanne wanted to help her son. She tweeted at Alex, simply stating, "Any advice for a 12-year-old boy getting bullied for taking Irish dance lessons? Maybe a shout-out to dancer Carl from you would help." Not only did Collins reply, "Never stop doing the things you love because someone else doesn't agree. Chase your dreams, Carl." And don't let them stop you from being great. He then offered to meet Carl before the Ravens played the Vikings up in Minneapolis, a short drive from Des Moines. Carl got to meet his Irish dancing buddy. Collins he got to meet his Irish dancing buddy, Alex Collins, before and after the game. He was gifted a team signed ball and introduced to his teammates. Carl said Collins told him to just keep moving forward, and that the bullies that are picking on him will one day stop and they'll learn that picking on someone is not okay, and eventually it will be better. Since Carl and Collins' friendship has made social media waves, the bullies have apologized. It's always good to have an NFL star in your corner. Collins is a pure example of class, and also a great reminder that we can do whatever we want. Football, dancing, whatever you choose to do, do not be ashamed of being yourself and doing what you love, especially when it breaks the traditional standards of masculinity. Way to be a role model, Alex Collins. Um, I know this, uh, this podcast was a little bit longer. There are lots of stories to fit in. Um, I just, like I said, I wanted to take the time to really go over everything that happened in the last month. There were a lot of sad things that happened, a lot of heartbreaking, devastating events that occurred in, in our country. And I wanted to remind you guys that even while all of that was happening, there were still a lot of amazing things that were going on from stories about Irish dancing to a girl in a wheelchair doing backflips. There are there are miracles everywhere you look. You just have to find them and take the time to look for them. Thank you guys for staying with me. I know it's been a long time since my last podcast, and also my voice is a little bit shot right now. That's what happens when your team upsets the Ohio State University. Um, I had an awesome last month, and I hope that you guys have too. I am hoping to bring this podcast a little bit more frequently. But like I said, life sometimes gets crazy. So thank you guys for sticking with it, for listening when you can, and for giving me all the feedback. I really appreciate it. Um, Thank you guys. Here's your halftime happy hour. Now go find your halftime happy hour. Go Hawks!